Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm really excited because today we have some listener questions, and I'm really stoked to be able to answer these. Also, if you ever have a question, there's a specific page on my website where you can go submit a question for the podcast. If you go to ladybetacoaching.com, click on that podcast tab, you can always submit your question there to get answered on the podcast. A little bit of housekeeping and updates from me. I'm coming out with a core training program in January, so if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, happy holidays! Hope you have an amazing December and are able to spend time doing what you love. Maybe that's with family, maybe it's not, but hopefully you're able to do something that brings you a little bit of joy. And with that core training program, super excited about that. That'll be January and I will be starting to take on brain rewiring clients in a group setting format. That'll be probably more towards February. I'm really, really excited about that. You guys know I've been really stoked on brain rewiring for quite a while. I've been working with clients one-on-one on this. I've seen huge transformations in them and myself, and I'm really excited to bring this to a larger scale. So if you want to be the first to know, make sure you're on my email list. You can always get on my email list by visiting my website, and you'll be the first to know when I actually have those spots open. So let's go ahead and get on into these questions. So what to do if friends slash partners don't support climbing and growth journey? So this is actually a really great question. Um, I think a lot of the times, I mean, I personally feel like a black sheep in my family because I'm the only person that rock climbs and I'm pretty sure the rest of my family thinks I'm a little insane for doing it, Um, especially because I have been pretty severely hurt while climbing and they're like, wait, why would you go do that again? And just kind of not understanding that that's the thing that I am the most passionate about and it brings me so much joy despite, yes, being also dangerous, you know, potentially dangerous. There's, we can't really cut out any of those risks. There's always variables. Um, Yes, we can practice our risk management skills and get better at things, but there's always going to be that element of danger there. So if somebody doesn't support your climbing and growth journey, it's it's not on you to convince them otherwise. It's not on you to say, you know what, hey, I really love this, or to spend any time justifying what you're doing. Like, it's it's your job to just live your life and to kind of lead by example. And if you are overall happier with your life, with having climbing in there, like, I really do think that that's going to show and hopefully that's going to be all that they need in order to kind of not bother you about it. And if somebody is kind of like, you know, on your ass or kind of like questioning why you do things, it's more about them than it is about you. Um, A lot of people in life, I don't think, find that one thing that they're really passionate about. And I think that that causes probably a lot of stress. And I, I feel like that they're probably missing out a little bit. So why not zone in on somebody else's life and kind of pick apart what they're doing? Because in reality, they're the ones that are lacking something. So if, if people don't support you, you know, try to like, I don't want to say keep your distance, but you don't have to invest too much time emotionally. Like you don't owe anybody anything, even if it's family. Like you just you just don't. So if somebody is really bringing you down, like you have full permission to set some boundaries around that, you actually get to you teach people how to treat you. So if you don't like the types of conversations you're having, it's time for some boundary setting around that. You know, if somebody's like 
kind of picking you apart for climbing or, you know, kind of like questioning why you're training, doing things like that, you can just say, you know what, it really makes me happy and it adds a lot of joy to my life and, you know, maybe you should try it sometime. (laughs) Like, get them to understand that just because they have maybe perceived something a certain way, maybe they've watched some videos, free solo, or whatever kind of notions that they have, that's not necessarily what we're going out and doing all the time. So if you want to spend your time educating people on what the sport actually is, awesome. If not, you definitely do not have to. Um, It is not your job to get other people to understand your life and your life choices and decisions. Because ultimately, if it makes you happy, that's kind of the only thing that matters. If it makes you happy, it's bringing you joy, and also with that growth journey as well like I think climbing is such a beautiful way to expand not only our own boundaries but to expand kind of what we believe is possible for ourselves and the way that we view the world you know when traveling is kind of more normal again being able to experience different places different cultures and really take those experiences and hopefully you know add to your your life experience So the next question is, what process did I go through to certify in brain rewiring? So the process that I went through was a six-month program, and I'm just nearing the end of it right now. I'm really excited to be certified in being able to coach people through brain rewiring officially. This is just like, I'm literally, it's changed my life. You guys have heard me talk about brain rewiring so much, and I cannot say enough good things about it. Like, honestly, I think everybody should do this, and it it is something that like once you start to realize your own true potential you're like oh my god how have I not stepped into this sooner and it really is such a catalyst for change so the program that I went through is the brain rewiring certification program Um, this was hosted by Christina Rice and Rachel Barber Um, this was the first round of the program that they have run and I'm not sure when they're running it again so as of yet I mean I'm sure there are other rewiring certification programs out there, but this is the one that I chose because I really resonated with those two coaches. Um, One of them is my business coach, so for me it was just like a natural fit, and I really, really loved all of the conversations that we had throughout the way. We talked a lot about ego, shadow work, inner child healing. Like there's, there's so much wrapped up into brain rewiring and there's so many different elements of it, and to have such like a free and open space to talk about these concepts, like It was really powerful. So I'm very excited to be bringing this to the climbing community on a larger scale and to be able to help more people with this because I really do like, I feel like a superhuman when I do my brain rewiring and not only during it, but after. And it just, it really opens my eyes to the the lies essentially that I've been telling myself for, you know, however many years now and being able to really look at it objectively. Um, ask myself, do I have any evidence for this? What's my evidence for and against this? And then make a decision and hopefully rewire some of those pathways that really aren't serving me. So very excited about that. And let's get on to the next question. So specific steps that I took to help me get past thinking I just needed to, quote, get stronger. And what actually helped me realize that I needed more than just strength? So this is a fantastic question. Um, Because for the longest time, I thought like, oh, yeah, if I just train physically, like that's going to be the thing that makes all the difference. Like, that's the thing that I'm missing. Oh, I just need to get stronger. I just need to get stronger. And I knew kind of deep down that like my mindset was shit. And that was the thing that was holding me back. But I think I was in denial for quite a while. um, Because obviously doing the mindset work is hard. It's not easy to like, 
essentially go in and ask yourself, what are those shitty things I believe about myself? You know, what are those things that I'm telling myself that are ultimately holding myself back? Like we are the common denominators in all of our situations. So being able to really take a look at that and say like, okay, like it's me. I'm the one holding myself back. Is that how I actually want to live my life? Is that how, you know, I want to move through the world? Yes or no. And getting super clear and super honest about that. It's not easy. Um, I, I skirted around it for a very long time. I was very, very resistant to doing some of this deeper work because it's fucking uncomfortable. It's not easy to sit down and journal and do all this inner, inner child healing and the shadow work and all of the things and really dig out the limiting beliefs because a lot of the times when we think we have the limiting beliefs, we haven't gone quite far enough. We haven't actually gotten to the root of the issue and we could actually go a lot deeper and we just kind of stay surface level shallow because that feels more comfortable. So when I really realized that, you know, I just, it wasn't the fact that I needed to get stronger. Sure, everybody could stand to quote, get stronger, but that mindset piece of things is like, it's like the missing puzzle piece for so many people. And when I finally realized it, it was when I I was like, if I have a bad or off day of climbing, it's like my climbing is 100% worse. But when I'm on it mentally, I climb really well. So that for me was kind of the turning point between like, okay, maybe we need to shift some of this focus to doing some of the mindset work, doing brain rewiring and really focusing in on like, why don't I think I'm capable of these things? Why don't I think I'm worthy of this? And letting actually all of the strength show through. Another way that was really easy for me to see like, oh, okay, this is not just a strength issue, you know, this is, <laughs> this is going to be something that I need to work on more, is looking at my metrics or doing testing. So being able to have literal numbers in front of me. So doing something like isometric testing, like I have in my training program, Strong Through the Season, that's a five-week isometric isometric training program. So being able to do something like that and seeing my numbers and being like, holy shit, okay, like those are those are pretty strong numbers. I'm pretty proud of that. Why is this not translating to my rock climbing? So really sitting down and getting honest about that. And it's because honestly, like I wasn't letting it, like I wasn't letting those gains translate over and I was actively holding myself back. And, you know, for whatever reason that it was, and being able to take a look at those numbers and say, okay, yep, 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 yep. We need to actually be working on mindset and this isn't necessarily <laughs> the thing that is gonna make all the difference is just only working on strength. Like it really is a holistic approach to getting better at climbing is being able to focus on all of those things. And if you are only focused on getting stronger, you're probably neglecting a lot of those other factors and things that could actually really help you improve. So I would say if you're somebody that, you know, thinks that, okay, maybe it's not just I need to get stronger. Maybe there is another missing element. It probably is. Like your intuition, your gut feeling is probably correct. And for you to be able to start to explore that, I think is really, really important. And to be able to really look past like the things that we tell ourselves that we are and aren't capable of like that takes a lot of radical honesty so you know maybe getting something like a journal and writing down like all of the things that you believe about your climbing abilities right now um, all of the things that you believe about yourself and then questioning them do I have evidence for this do I have evidence against this like is this actually at its core is this true Okay, so we've talked a little bit about training and testing and measuring your strength levels. And if you are interested in that, you can go ahead and check out Strong Through the Season. Again, that is my five-week isometric training program. Isometrics are amazing. Seriously, like 
such a game changer. So not only are you going to be more efficient with your training, you're going to be able to spend less time, you're going to recover better, and you're going to get stronger using isometric training. So isometrics are holding a static position and being able to not necessarily move through the full range of motion is actually really beneficial for your body. So you can train specific positions, reduce your risk of injury, and honestly, it is so much less time consuming. Like, oh, it is such a such a life saver when it comes to having a busy schedule, having other commitments, you know, working a job, like not being able to spend three plus hours at the gym. I mean, some people can do that. That's awesome. But if that's not you, I really think that isometrics are going to be the way of the, the climbing training future. So if you are interested in learning how to test your strength, so either you want to test your one-arm lock-off strength, you want to test your two-arm lock-off strength, your deadlift strength, your <laughs> finger strength on a 10 or 20 millimeter edge, I teach you how to do all of that inside my program. So you can head to ladybetacoaching.com and you can actually use the code podcast for 15% off of Strong Through the Season or any of my other self-directed programs as well. I'm really excited about this because we're moving into the new year. A lot of people have new training goals, being able to really push themselves, see what they're capable of. And kind of like I was saying, like training is a part of that, of course. Like we have to make sure that we are focusing a little bit on that strength aspect and doing all of the other things too, the mindset work, focusing on nutrition. Like it is, it is a balancing act between all of them, but having a plan laid out for you, one that you don't have to think about, it's literally just written. You open it up and you're like, cool, what am I doing today? Awesome. Executed, done. All of those workouts in strong through the season, you can actually get done in under an hour. So you can get in and out of the gym in an hour and know that beyond a doubt you are getting stronger because you're going to be able to literally see it. You're going to be able to test it and see that you're numbers are improving from week to week. So again, you can go to ladybetacoaching.com, go to strong through the season and use code podcast for 15% off. Jumping into the next question, how to handle climbing with partners or groups who are at different levels than you? And this is such a great question. I actually got two of these questions. So the other form of it was being able to stay motivated and not pressured when you're the least experienced climber in your group. So I'm going to address this from both sides, actually. So when you are kind of the strongest in the group, and then also, you know, you're not the strongest. I've been in this position so many times. Um, Pretty much every time I go out rock climbing, I'm like, yep, I am, I am the weakest link here. It's okay. And being able to make that, that thought shift between, okay, yeah, I'm lacking, you know, strength. I'm not as strong as them and kind of staying in that negative, like, here's what I'm missing type of place. I really want to challenge you to think of all of the skill sets that you do have and being able to look at it like, wow, this is such a good opportunity for growth because it really is so freaking good for you to be surrounded around people that climb harder than you. Like, ultimately, that's what's going to push you to become a better climber. So, Being able to switch from a place of like, wow, I'm really lacking to a place of gratitude. Like, I'm so thankful to be surrounded by people that are stronger than me because I'm going to learn to route read better. I'm going to learn better beta. I'm going to learn how to, you know, shift my body in different positions and really like watch them when they rock climb. Like, there's a reason that people are strong. It's probably because they put in the time, they put in the effort. So being able to look at it more of like an opportunity to be surrounded in the energy of people that are stronger than you versus kind of saying like, oh, poor me, like I'm just not as strong as I want to be yet. Because 
you guys know it takes time. It takes a lot of time to get stronger and better at climbing. And really, you are so lucky to be surrounded by people that help to push you out of your comfort zone, you know, also support you and be there for you. But being able to really appreciate the situation that you're in. And if you are the strongest one in the group too, like obviously be supportive of other people, but like maybe if they have questions, like help them understand body position movements and be able to really go and dive a little bit deeper in there. Like if you're the strongest person, like what can you give back to other people? Like what can you potentially help them with? Obviously if they're open and receptive to the help, but if you are in that situation where you are, you're not the strongest person in the group, like that, that is how it is. Like (laughs) you should kind of want to be a really small fish in a big pond. Like there's so much opportunity for that instead of you kind of not necessarily feeling challenged enough to get out of your comfort zone, because that's where growth happens is like, you have to step outside of that comfort zone. It has to feel uncomfortable and you have to start pushing it a little bit in order to elicit the change response that you're wanting to get stronger. So in terms of like staying motivated and not pressured when you are that least experienced or maybe you're not the strongest person in the group like really go into that day with like here are here are my hard boundaries like here are the things that I am not doing like maybe that's like free soloing or maybe it's like climbing with a completely new partner but then be open to questioning yourself on other decisions and choices so let's say you're getting on something that's like a little bit taller than maybe you wanted to um, is that fear of you know because if you do that it's going to push you to the next level or is it fear because like no this is actually wrong and being able to really ask yourself truly like do I have the best risk management you know skills possible to deal with this and being able to talk to other members of your group too can be really helpful and you know deep down you kind of know what's best for you and obviously you never have to do anything that you are truly uncomfortable with but a lot of the times in these situations like we almost shut things down before we even give them a chance or a try so be open to pushing your boundaries a little bit obviously like making sure you're making the safest choices that you can but instead of thinking like oh my god I'm just I'm the weakest person in this group like I really want you to be so thankful for that as an opportunity because that's that's what's going to push you more than anything like that's probably going to push you more than you doing any sort of physical training alone at home like whatever it is and being able to get out around people that support you make you feel safe and make you feel heard seen and loved like it really is invaluable Okay, next question. So dealing with imposter syndrome. So I'm not sure if this person meant in climbing or in business. So I'm actually going to address both. With business, the way that I address imposter syndrome is brain rewiring. Yep, that's going to be a a big one there. But other ways that I do it is like, who am I not to share my gifts with the world? Like I have overcome a lot of things in my climbing. And at one point I was just like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I think this could really help other people. Like, I'm just going to go see if it can. If it doesn't, fine. That's, that's whatever it is, what it is. But I just wanted to see like, you know, the things that I've overcome in my climbing, like could I potentially help one other person with this? So instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so unqualified. Like, oh, here's what I'm lacking. Like, what do you have? Like, again, shift that mindset from like here here's what I'm lacking here's what I'm missing to like being really thankful for the skill sets and the education and the background that you do have and a lot of the times this is people's biggest struggle when it comes to like what am I going to run a what am I going to teach people or run a business with like what am I actually going to serve people with and thinking of your skill sets and being able to really really take that zoomed out look into like what 
am I good at? What can I help people with? What have I overcome myself? And I'm not sure if you ever actually get over imposter syndrome. I think it probably just like you get a new level of it <laughs> every time you kind of like level up in your climbing or your business. And it's it's constantly working to readdress that and getting really honest with yourself on like, why is this coming up for me? Um, am I potentially in like kind of a more negative headspace? Am I, you know, getting close to like my cycle starting? Like these things honestly really matter. And being able to really take that step back and be like, okay, objectively like what's going on here why am I feeling this way is it because I do actually need to get more education more training this is out of my scope of practice or is it because I'm just being really hard on myself um, and a lot of the times too with imposter syndrome there are a lot of boundaries um, and or blinders that could go up so I think social media is a really big one for this so both with business and climbing like being able to like put your fucking blinders on like if somebody if you're looking at their page and you're like wow I just don't I feel less than than when I started looking at it like if you interact with anybody's content page whatever it is and you don't feel better after that like you gotta mute them you gotta unfollow them whatever it is it's not about them it's about you and protecting your energy especially if it's you're trying to do something new um you want to make sure that the environment that you're in is obviously like as as safe in your mind as possible and it's going to be so uncomfortable that you don't need to add that extra element of comparing yourself to other people so i think that's a big part of it too is like who are you comparing yourself to are you comparing your first step of the journey to somebody else's 30th step like get realistic about that if you're just starting something of course it's going to look a lot different and what it really comes back to is being able to be so sure that you are on the correct path like think about it this way the universe does not dangle things in front of you like a carrot and say, hey, come get this. Like, this is a really cool opportunity. This is a really cool thing. And then not let you have it. So just constantly remind yourself of that. Like, I am on the right path. This is what I was meant to do. And when it comes to climbing, if you're feeling like an imposter, like, is that just because you're missing a skill set? Is that because you're just feeling a little bit newer? Like, what is the specific situation around that? Is that because maybe you boulder a lot and then when you get on ropes, you're like, oh my God, what am I even doing here? Being able to get really honest about that and think of like what you believe to be a climber to be. So it's like, if you have this really narrow definition of what a climber is, like, oh, they only climb hard and they only do x y and z things like you're going to need to broaden that up a little bit so that you actually fit inside your definition so make sure you're taking a look at that and you're not you're not like judging other people for the things that you know like a lot of the times we do judge other people and then that's why we judge ourselves like i i'm very guilty of this i do this all the time i have to catch myself and be like okay here's what's going on here so giving yourself a little bit more grace because honestly with climbing like if you are rock climbing you are a climber like the end of story you know if like you have a body and you climb you're a climber it's not how hard you climb it's not about how the tall scary shit that you do like it's just not about that and being able to remind yourself of that like at the end of the day like why do you rock climb like do you do it for other people or do you do it for yourself and if you're doing it for other people currently there's a lot of work to be done around that but if you're doing it for yourself none of that should matter the imposter syndrome should not matter and me saying that sure yeah you're like okay sure it doesn't it doesn't matter theoretically but like when I come down to it like I feel like it matters but really just remind yourself that like you were meant to be here. You were meant to be doing this. And if you weren't, you wouldn't be. So with imposter syndrome, again, I, I think there are different levels of it. And you're you're going to probably be tested with this on and off throughout your entire life. 
Imposter syndrome is just your ego telling you that you're not good enough, you're not qualified enough, you're not enough. So being able to use things like affirmations, like I am enough, (laughs) writing that 30 times if you need to say it into a mirror, if you need to record it and play it back to yourself, if you need to write it down, like making sure that you're getting to the root of this problem and... I mean, your ego's job is to keep you safe, to keep you small, essentially. So challenge that, like challenge the shit out of it. Why are you feeling like you're not good enough, like you don't deserve things? Like that's the real question. So moving into the last question. So keeping up leg strength when hangboarding from home. So I really love this question because I think as climbers, we're so focused on the upper body a lot of times and we're like, okay, let's work on shoulders, fingers, you know, core, whatever it is. And then we're like, eh, legs, whatever. They just, you, I just use those to like approach and like they just carry me around and they're kind of like dead weight. But I think there's a lot that you can do when training from home. And if you guys are wanting to look into training from home, I have a lot of training programs on my website. You can use code podcast for 15% off of those and be able to honestly like kick in the new year and have a a structured training plan that is really going to be helpful for you. So with leg strength, I incorporate this into every single one of my training plans because I think it's so important. We want to make sure that we are ready for doing things like big approaches with, you know, giant crash pads and backpacks and whatever it is. You don't want to be completely destroyed by the approach or the hike. You want to be feeling good. And a lot of the times too, like we need to be able to do things like step up on a single leg or be able to do things like heel hooks and have strong hamstrings. Like there's just so many things that we use our legs for that maybe we don't necessarily think about right at first. But with leg strength, one of the best things that I like to do are training things like pistol squats. Um, I think they're so incredibly useful and effective, especially if, you know, you're struggling to be flexible. That can be like a really good starting point. And being able to scale it, of course, so the way that you can modify this is by standing on one leg and sitting down onto something like a couch and standing back up. So you don't necessarily have to do the full range of motion pistol squat, but just getting that engagement going and like essentially teaching your like glutes how to fire and how to do that unilateral movement instead of doing both legs at once. I think that that's going to be really, really helpful. So not only can you do pistol squats, you guys know I'm a huge fan of kettlebells. Like I put those into just about every training plan that I have. Um, I think they're so effective, so useful. So doing things like uh, kettlebell swings, super, super important. Doing things like single leg deadlifts. So working on that back, that posterior chain, the hamstrings back there, super, super important. And being able to just do a lot of full body movements. So if you're able to just get a kettlebell, there's so much that you can do with that. There's literally like an unlimited amount of movements that you can train with that. So the way that I really like to fit that into is in between my hangboarding sets. So if I have something like a two or three minute rest in between hangboarding sets, great, awesome, throw a little bit of that in there. I either usually throw in some core moves or some leg moves so that just makes the workout really efficient. And being able to move through things like that and then you get done and you're like, cool, I've done a whole entire body workout. I'm feeling really good. And be able to know that like, yes, you have trained your your legs as well. You don't need to go overboard on this, of course. Like I don't necessarily think that we need to be training our legs as much as we train our upper body. But I do think that it's definitely something worth incorporating and something that you can focus on. So again, if you want to do some things like pistol squats, incorporating those, being able to also incorporate kettlebells, I think are amazing. And then if you do have access to a gym, you can do things like step ups on a box. You can do them weighted. Um, You can also do things like deadlifting is going to be really helpful as well. Um, But that's if you have access to a gym and the equipment there. 
Thank you so much to everybody who sent in questions. I really love being able to answer these and to be able to get to know what you guys are struggling with, what you guys are wondering about, and be able to hopefully provide some clarity and some answers. If you are loving what you're hearing, be sure to leave a review for the podcast. You can go to iTunes and leave your review, and I'll be doing a monthly giveaway for a one-month training plan. That'll be a custom training plan. It really helps me out. It helps other people to find the show, and if you're also loving it, be sure to tag me on your Instagram stories. Um, I'm going to be tagging everybody that sent in questions for this, so you get a little shout out on my Instagram for sending in a question. I appreciate it so much, and I will see you next.